was a mortal technique and he was saying how during during one of his uh albums and he had this like speech and he was saying like don't like what we've set up is a situation where one day somebody is going to come here they're going to tell us that we're not the actual real american and that then they will displace us because yeah. You know, and you got people, you got places like uh, in Venezuela where they have such economic hardships. They're like, they've been eating the zoo animals because there's no food there. All right. Welcome back. If you're uh, returning to, to, to check this out, uh, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for, for checking us out. You know, we... We know uh, we know thousands and thousands of you look forward to this every <laughs> every week. So you know, for 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 those of you that do make the time, it's really awesome. And, uh, and yes, thanks thank for listening. Uh, I mean, right now there's a lot of stuff going on about you know this immigration situation and splitting kids up uh, from their parents and. You know, that's that's one of those things that I think to anybody who has a kid, you know, it you know, it tugs at you because, you know, you, you figure uh you know, nobody nobody anywhere with a child could ever well, I guess there are people who do agree with it. Yeah. You know, I mean but that's 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 rough. That's uh, that's 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 something else. Yeah, I was looking at a poll today, and then they took and eighty percent of Americans disagreed with it, and twenty somehow twenty percent were okay with us taking children from their parents for crossing an imaginary line, uh, which I think is pretty astonishing and uh, pretty upsetting in a way. I mean, I don't know how anybody could look at their child and say whether their their country is war torn war torn or trying to escape whatever they're trying to escape you know they're literally getting in rafts and trying to not drown and cross an ocean to get to somewhere where they hope they can find some kind of some kind of new beginning i guess and they show up and the first thing that happens is their kids are torn from their arms I don't know how anybody could possibly think that's okay. I think people need to think of it like the imagery of, you know, this is like somebody showing up on your doorstep and they're beaten and they're, you know, they're badly hurt and, you know, they got their child with them. And it's like, it's, you know, it's like if you kick them in the face and take their kid and take them in your house. You and know, lock your door and say, and lock leave. your door and say, look, you you can't see him no more. You know that's that's something else, man. That's that's a whole that's a whole different level of. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it sick or no, a whole level of of empathy. Not have I mean, it's it's no it's empathy. Devoid of empathy. No, yes, there's yes. no there's no empathy involved in that. Absolutely, and I think a lot of people think that. The United States has to be that way in in order to keep uh, our borders safe. You know that we can't we can't care for someone coming from somewhere else. And of course, you know it's easy to say, "Well, just do it the right way and go through all of the channels and things like that." But 
that's a very narrow way of looking at how life actually is. You know, we find ourselves in places in life in our culture where the most expedient thing to do isn't necessarily the lawful thing to do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd say we, you know, we have a lot of evidence that, I mean, look at our prisons, you know, that's criminality does not make a person a bad person. No, definitely somebody who's, I think, coming to, you know, who wants to improve their life. They're not coming to the United States to try to make the United States a worse place. No, I think uh, it's a hard it's a hard thing to figure out. I mean, two hundred years have passed when we had people come into Ellis Island. We literally used a pen and a paper and figured it out two hundred years ago. But now we can't figure it out, and we've it's been two hundred years of supposed progression, and still have no a good way of doing it. And the I don't know quite what the answer is, but to criminalize somebody and put them in jail for crossing a border and take their children, I'm pretty sure that's definitely not the answer. So how we help them, I'm not quite sure, but a lot of it is probably maybe helping where they came from and helping those countries with whatever problems they have in a positive way, not by going in and creating wars and whatever that is, but hopefully making it better. So where as they can hopefully flourish in a better scenario and they don't have to risk their children's lives and their own lives to come through who knows how many, how much carnage to get to a place that ends up taking their kids and then putting them in jail. Yeah. That just doesn't seem like if this is, as some people still believe it to be a Christian nation. Yeah. What part of Christianity is that? What part of Christianity would lead you to separate a child from his parent, to criminalize the parent, and to most likely put that child into um, a system, most likely would victimize him at some point in time and you know make him... Uh, you know, make his quality of life worse um, for a mistake uh, that his that his parents and you can't even really call it a mistake. No, no. You, you just you know you call it. Uh, I think it's for a lot of people it's their survival. I think the mistake is in uh, <laughs> getting caught. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, that's it's hard I mean, to call a mistake of somebody wanting better for their children. People, you know, I understand that there are. There are ways to go about it that are far more, they're not as dangerous, you know, you've gone through the proper channels to, you know, get a green card or to get a certain type of, uh, you know, citizenship or permanent residence or something. So I get that, but at the same time, I don't think that it, it benefits anybody to to demonize people who are coming here pretty much to try to provide better for their, you know, their children and their family. I mean, it just doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be as adversarial as it, as it seems. It, you know, if you catch somebody, why don't, you know, what's wrong with being compassionate to them? What's wrong with welcoming them and saying, look, we caught you. 
But we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna put you through these proper this these proper channels and we're gonna try to get it straight instead of we caught you and you were trying to get in here to rip off our country. Well, we demonize that to the point that that's what everybody thinks that's gonna happen. And the reality of is how many of those people that are coming here too are coming here for jobs that they were promised before they even attempted to come here by corporations that are, you know, promising illegal immigrants jobs and so they can pay them very little and they don't have to pay the American worker. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing that nobody really talks about. There's a lot, yeah. that's a lot of that going on too. People don't talk about that, but that's definitely a reality. You know, people are, <clears throat> they know that it works. They hear from their family members yep. and people who've gone before them that, it's possible that it, you know. It, I think if you want to look at somebody who's, I guess if you want to criminalize somebody, you might want to start with the people who are uh, kind of fueling it by giving them an opportunity to work illegally. Yeah, he's gonna, you know, whoever is that person or whoever is that group of people, whatever company, those people stand to make the most. Not somebody who came here to work for like less than minimum wage. Yeah, you know? he's he's getting he he's not really that much of the criminal. The criminal is the person who's making the big money off of you know paying these people uh, you know ridiculously small amounts of money and taking advantage of their their situation. You know, yeah. that's the thing. They're they're. They're taking advantage of it. They're going to hold it over them to do who knows what and make them work ridiculous right. hours, ridiculous. I'm sure. And and just so they can, you know, their kids can go to a school that actually has a textbook or something, you yeah. know. You know, and these people come from, I don't know, but I'm sure they're not leaving the, leaving the place they live because they're living in mansions. They're leaving and, and sacrificing things because the, where they're coming from are just no, terrible places. There's no middle class people in Mexico. No. Like, hey, you know what? I think we're gonna try to get across the border and see if we can stand outside a Home Depot or something. You know that that doesn't that doesn't make sense. You know that's not. I know that that's not what's going on. I know that they're coming across because they're living in. Sometimes it's just utter, utter poverty. You know, not even sometimes. I imagine everybody who comes across is dealing with a level of poverty that most likely the average American can't even comprehend. My, I, my brother was a missionary in Guatemala and he said, you just can't even, you know, you can't even comprehend what these people live through, what these people, you know, type of situations they live in. You know, the poorest person here lives like a king there, you know, would be living like a king compared to there, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's hard for somebody to comprehend that. Absolutely. People's level of, you know, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, people's understanding of, you know, poverty is, is really something that, it all depends on your experience and what you uh, what you think of to be poverty. You know, 
know, if you, you know, some there's unfathomable poverty that you know most people in in the United States, I think, have, will never be in any kind of contact with. No. Yeah, I mean, a perspective, your perspective of poverty for different. If you're a person that lives a certain type of lifestyle and and you have quote unquote something happened and now you're living in poverty, well now you have to you have to sell, you know, one of your six mansions and you, you might deem that you're in poverty now, you know? Yeah. And it's just kinda of crazy. That's just the reality of it. We don't understand where just how desperate a person might be, you know, you got to be in some, you got to be in a large degree of desperation in order to get in a boat or to come across the desert and risk, you know, imprisonment, if not death by some sort of vigilante, you know, because there's, you know, that's, there's definitely people who, you know, who feel like, oh, well, they're rushing the borders, you know? Better get down there with this AK. Uh, you know, I know that that's going on. You know, I, I, I know that's going on. So, that's that's really sad. The amount of, like, the sex trafficking trade and all that stuff that goes on, and, they, and a lot of that happens from people trying to cross the border. They get caught up in that. And so that's just another thing that, you know, horrible thing that happens. And you're willing, you know, people eventually make it here, send word back that these things are going on. So imagine that they're still willing to make that journey is crazy. Yeah, you know? they, they, they must know the, the consequences. They must know um, that it's not an easy ordeal. They still are making it. And the only the only way that they can do that is because they're in some sort of desperation. And that's, I know that they have to be coming from some really hard times. And of course, maybe that doesn't, I'm not necessarily even saying that it's right. I'm just saying that when people are thinking in terms of survival, they're not really thinking about what's right and what's wrong anymore. So, as long as they're going to be criminalized, we're, you know, we're, there, there's always going to be like this, this relationship with between them and, you know, the border patrol and ICE and you know, there's always going to be that adversarial situation. As long as the situation, you know, it it must seem really hard to them to go about it. I guess in what you know, like the right way. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, from a financial standpoint, the cost of of going about it the right way. How do you even start there? Because I've talked to uh, one guy I worked with. He worked for another company, and he he had applied and got. It took him like three times to get his his green card and all that stuff. And it was like really, you know, the cost of it. Like you had to get a lawyer and all these things. How if you're living on a dirt floor in the middle of Guatemala? Are you going to do that? I can't. It's not I mean, practical. I mean, it's just not ideal to even yeah. think that that's that's possible. No, you know, and you got people. You got places like uh, in Venezuela where they have such economic hardships. They're like they've been eating the zoo animals because they just there's no food there. 
and and they're they're you know can you even imagine like, yeah nobody here nobody in the United States can imagine a situation like that I, I mean nobody that, nobody you don't even have the you don't have the experience or the situation to even entertain something like that like that's like <laughs> that's like the going to to the Philly Zoo and you know find some polar bear or something just like. Gutted, like man. You, just... like, you can't even, like, start to even think about something like that. No. Like, that's how real things can get. And, and it happens fast. Yeah, and definitely in those types of places, like, I'm telling you, people talking about how poor they are and they don't got money, they don't have context. Like, they don't understand that things can become so bad that you will go to a zoo and... <laughs> Kill a zebra or something, yeah, and eat it. Happening. That happens in the world. So when you when you're seeing these people coming across the border, keep in mind that they've seen some stuff that you probably haven't seen. They've seen some things. They've seen a part of life that you may not even know exists. And what's what's sad is, I mean, Venezuela is a is a very oil enriched country. I mean, and Whoever is in charge of dealing with the oil uh, is not doing a service to Venezuela. They, they, there's no reason they shouldn't be a very well-off country. They have a very large oil reserve. And so it's almost, you know, how many of these countries are we? What's funny to me is we'll go. It's almost like a circle. I call it a circle of kind of life, right? We'll go in and destroy a country for whatever reason greed mostly and then create create refugees and then somebody will go to another country because freaking block has been blown to pieces 20 times and then we're mad because they're trying to come into our country and we want to arrest them (laughs) and take away their kids and we're the reason why they left so i'm not quite sure how that works on top of everything else well (laughs) <laughs> how it works how it works is, is that they don't never get blamed for none of that. No, they they right. say they're like, Well, why are you coming here? Well, because the system that you're a part of came and pretty much deepened <coughs> in, <coughs> deep deepened in impoverishment. You know, the, there's that I don't know, there's just that See, I don't even look at it like from a co- like a country standpoint. I just look at it from a cultural standpoint. Like mm-hmm. when you look at what happens anytime there is a nat- like a rich natural resources in a place, you can almost guarantee that the people who live there are gonna have to get the hell out of there at some point in time because the thing that moved in doesn't understand them and they don't understand that thing. You know, so then they're just in this thing. You imagine you live in a certain way and then one day some people come in and just start changing in restaurants and gas stations and stuff start popping up. And, you know, definitely in oil situations, you know, I'm sure like a little economy springs up. But that kind of stuff can only employ but so many people. The other people who it doesn't, if people see that it could possibly be better somewhere else. People got to go for it. That's 
in yeah. life, you got to go for stuff or you don't get it. That's just that's just the reality. I mean, people like you talk take Mexico. Mexico is the biggest silver producer in the world, and it's not even close. So, the problem could be easily solved if we uh, part of the they, whoever the they you want to call the they is, would yeah. stop manipulating, dun, dun, dun. yeah, the manipulating day. the silver price. Uh, I mean, this is a controversial issue, but I believe that the silver price is manipulated and they hold the silver price down. If they would just stop manipulating that silver price, the, Mexico would build a wall to keep us out because there'd be the sil- the silver would be worth so much money. Everybody would want to be in Mexico and that's hmm. a problem. And that's what it, I never heard that. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, just in the last, I think it was two years, there was six six banks six traders that worked for like pretty well-known banks that were arrested for nip- manipulating silver hmm. like they worked for US, ubs and hsbc and deutsche bank and they were all arrested and they were and they were um put in jail for it because they manipulated <laughs> they the price. jail wow yeah well not the not not the, not not the head jail. guy <laughs> the the trader which is that the guy at the bottom the real guy yeah the go. real guy's not going to jail <laughs> the real guy's not going that's to jail right. as long as the, 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 the world's going to keep being like this as long as the real guy doesn't go to jail right exactly as long as the real guy doesn't go to jail it's just going to continue like this you're going to continue to have people trying to immigrate to other countries no. because I mean, it's like, you know, just trying to get in where you fit in. Like, you're just trying to figure out where can you make the most ideal life. And it's funny because, it's like, like, I can't honestly imagine immigrating to another country. I mean, not to say that that thought hasn't, like, I haven't, I've entertained it before. But that to actualize that, like, I can't really say that I'm any like close to 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 that as a reality. And I can't help but to think that the only reason that I can't even think about it really is because I've had a certain level of comfort in my life and I've had I haven't I haven't seen a certain level of poverty. Yeah. But most likely even the poorest people here don't even really experience that poverty because it's not like they're like, hey, let we we're gonna go across the border and go to Canada, like, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're Russian, <laughs> which is difficult. I would imagine if you have any criminal record, they will not allow you across the border in Canada. That's wild. So, I mean, we have to also realize there's there's other countries that are that have as strong or stronger uh, border policies, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you, you, you can't get in a, it's not easy to cross the border into Canada. Yeah. No, I, I, I always felt like that. when I was younger, I, I was like, who wants to go to Canada? Yeah, it's, it's cold. It's cold there. They don't even like, that's like the fake America. <laughs> that's how I always used to look at them. It's like, well, you guys are just copying us. We're the real one. You're you're just up there copying what we're doing down here. I still don't really understand Canada. I don't even understand like what Canada is. Like it's a strange place. Like yes, it's like you got these two countries that are like you know hubs of Western civilization. Just like 
Just, you know, it's just like sitting over here on the other side. You know all the stuff that they're really connected to is like on the other side of the ocean. Right, right. But it's like, yeah, we're just, you know, we took this place over. This is, you know. They don't really get involved in anything. They kind of just mind their own business. It's smart. You know, it's like, look. You got universal health care. Everybody got health care. Hey. You know, I mean. I mean, I'll never understand how that's not like. I, what's so complicated about that? What's so complicated making sure people can get cared for? Well, you have too many corporations that want to get paid. Well, yeah, that's true, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm just, the entire situation confuses me because it's like, how did a corporation get so powerful that it could tell, you know, legislature what to do? Like, it could just be like, hey, you know what, um, I know it's probably a good idea for everybody to have some health care, but look, that's going to cut into our profits. So, who's like. I think it's a twofold problem. I think you got lobbyists. They pay lobbyists. One of the most corrupt systems with. When you got lobbyists. I don't even understand how that exists. How do you. They should be illegal. They should be illegal. They should put. They should be. If you try and do that, you should be in jail. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean? Like, you so you're gonna willingly just make life worse for people just be, just because this, they had a lobbyist and he they can afford he, to pay people off and then create the laws that 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 justify what they want to do. And then you got the other part of that too is you got uh, ex CEOs or current CEOs of companies that leave those companies and become some kind of cabinet member for whatever administration. You know, if we looked at everybody's different or former jobs that that work in politics, guarantee it most of them were from Masano or or like some of these bigger corporations that have a lot of influence over the jobs that are, or I mean, over the laws that are created. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that. I mean, you, you shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to. If you worked in a corporation, it should be a law. You can't you can't be in politics, or and they should they should just get rid of all lobbyists. Solve a lot of problems. I'm sure they they do it. Figure out some other way of doing it, but at least it'd be a start, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like I said, it's confusing times. It is. I knew it was confusing. <laughs> I knew it was going to start being real confusing as soon as <clears throat> Trump started like having real like wall talks. Yeah, it's like. Oh man, people are gonna like rally behind this because they're oh, gonna yeah. they're gonna feel like somehow this is gonna make life for them better. Yeah, as if these the Mexican people are just coming in, just making everything worse for everybody. It's like that's because nah, they, they equate. It's not even just the Mexicans. It's it's, it's all kinds of immigrants yeah. in reality. Absolutely, but, they equate immigrants to job loss. And then job loss is a huge point for politicians, right? So it's yeah, that's a huge driving point where they can somehow rally people to vote for them. In reality of they're being used, they're being used. The immigrants are being used just for talking points. Yeah, that's it's, disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's 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 pretty sick that they would. I guess you shouldn't. You should never uh, be surprised at the levels that some of these people stoop to. Yeah. I remember when I was coming up, how like the idea of like a board, like a wall, was just like a you know it was like yeah. a joke. Yeah, it was like a joke that like people would like toy around with. Oh yeah, we need to, 
build this wall, keep them all out. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to keep people out. I mean, how many of the... I guarantee you if they actually build a wall, that there's a politician right now that either owns a company or is somehow intertwined with a company that will build that wall. He will be paid to build that wall. And that's the sad reality we live in. And it has nothing to do with them actually caring about the people that want the wall. It's about money comes in and money goes out and there's people benefiting that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, he, he the way he's going to see it is, you know, if he doesn't do it, you know, somebody else is going to do it. So... I don't know. I, when it comes to like if you go back and you look at Obama talk about immigration, you look at Hillary Clinton, you hear look at you can bring up twenty, you not twenty, but you can bring up five videos of each of them talking, and they all saying the same thing, you know. Yeah. So it's they're saying you could you could just write down, take the transcript of that and read it off. You couldn't decipher who said that. You couldn't decipher if it was Trump. Uh, Obama or Bush. That's, you know. yeah, that's I think that's the main reason why like I've always just been kind of weary of like the 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 president like just that title in general because yeah. it's like this I don't how many of these people's thoughts are original thoughts? No. That and, and even when it seems original is that behavior really just a coach thing? Like, does somebody just coach you? Like, how? To, like Obama, I think is uh, is a great example of. You know, <laughs> I I th- I think this is true, but you know, I I heard people say, you know, that you know Obama deported more people than like anybody else. So it's like, but then again, it's like. Obama, like you, you get to just say you just like Obama, but that's just like this blanket, this blanket statement for an entire group of people who were, I guess, you know, kind of running the government at the time. You know, yeah. like it's it's well, Obama or this is all Trump. Yeah. It's like no, there's all these people involved in this, and there's even people who are you know. Outside of the public eye, you know, people with influence who you don't even know who they are. Well, I mean, look at, uh, I can't think of that guy that, that Trump has had conversations with. He's an old, old dude. And uh, it's not Warren Buffett. It's another guy. I can't think of what his name is. But he's like a warmonger. He's like exact opposite of every what thing what Trump supposedly stands for. But he's used him as counsel, you know, and he's, he's not a politician. He's no part of the government, but he comes in and he counsels Trump, you know, but he's the exact opposite pretty much of what Trump stands for. So nobody really talks about it, but I'm like, you know, the, the idea of a machine is like the perfect thing. It just, it is, it's just a machine that keeps certain people pinned against certain other people. And then they're just distracted by what really goes on. Yeah. And that's, that's why you know I I've always had a problem with the with with that idea of that this person was the leader of the free world. I was like they don't even make enough money to be like the leader of the free world. What do you mean? Like there's somebody who makes so much more money than them who probably in reality has so much more influence. Yeah, and you know they just they're they uh, it's 
I've always just said it's the, it's the best acting role ever. I mean, if you think about it, does who has more power? Does Jeff Bezos that owns Amazon have more power? He's the richest man in the world, or does Trump have more power? Yeah, why would he not? I mean, why would why would Trump have more power than him in this world? Definitely within the within capitalism, you know. Yeah. With with where that matters, you know, capitalism is you know this idea of a, you can give a person the monetary amount that somehow signifies how much worth they have to the world. Yeah. So, in what way, you know, and what what is influence, you know, it's this it's becoming really hard for me to even just like watch any like I. I care so little about it because it's just like it's not it's not really pertinent to my world. Not to say that uh, certain decisions aren't made and certain bills aren't passed and things like that. That's uh, that's understandable. But the truth of the matter is, is that I'm I have a hard time even believing that any of it is real. It just looks like a big show to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty like the show thing for sure. Like I don't believe. Any of it is it's just a big distraction, I think. And it's a distraction from, from the reality of what really goes on. I mean, there's bills that are signed that have stuff stuffed in them that we never see, never hear about. But they just tell you all uh, all the things you want to hear, you know. The bill that they signed to, when the government was going to shut down, the spending bill they were going to sign, it was like a $1.3 trillion spending bill. Like page two hundred and like sixty seven in that bill, there was a thing called American pastime. So in American pastime, basically it was allowing all the ba- all the baseball owners, because uh, half the minor league uh, players are immigrants, which is kind of funny. So anybody that likes baseball and and also is against immigration, you kind of have a problem here. But you know he's. But the what they did, they allowed all the baseball owners to pay all the people, all the immigrants, less than minimum wage to play baseball. That's what this did. On this is what was included in this bill. But they don't talk. Funny, none of us talk about that or even think about it. But they were just up there. They were all proud of themselves. And you know the other thing they did, they also give themselves raises because they're doing such a good job. All the politicians raises because they're doing such a good job and they work so hard all hundred and like ten days out of the year, so they work a third of the year and they make almost two hundred grand this year, by the way. And they don't take Obamacare or none of that stuff. They just get to pick and choose what they want to take. So you know while we're arguing over you know what's you know what they want us to see in that bill, which is, I don't even remember what it was because, like I said, I don't pay attention much attention to that stuff. All that all this time on page two hundred sixty seven, nobody's talking about it. But here we are talking about immigration, and that has an effect on immigration. You know, a quarter of the baseball players in the major leagues are here on work visas. Hmm, that's kind of weird. I wonder how easy it was for them to get their work visa. Yeah. You think? Do you think George? Well, George Steinbrenner's dead, but George Steinbrenner Jr. I'm sure he has a a pretty good healthy relationship with the uh, immigration office. I'm sure if, if if somebody's down in in Cuba hitting sixty home runs in the in the, in sixteen years old, I guarantee you that guy's gonna get a work visa, and he's not even gonna have to ask for it. <laughs> yeah. they, the sad part, 
They probably got like set. They they got set up when after the after the border patrol catches you, yeah. just take you to this place and let you throw throw. Uh, they want to see how how fast you can throw. They, yeah, they yeah. like they got a little. They're like, hey George, you yeah. know we got one here. We got one. They got a baseball diamond set up right off the side of the beach in in uh, in Florida, and they yeah. just say, hey, listen, if you can throw, come over yeah, here. We got a we got a stay. radar gun hooked up. Well, what what can you hit? Can you hit ninety? If you can hit ninety, we got we got a we got a different line for you to go into. This line over here is for the guys that can hit ninety and their families. If you can't hit ninety, you got to go in this line yeah. over here. This line over here, by the way, we also got to take your children. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you can't do none of that, you just gotta be like we're we're gonna put you in a hole somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, this is years ago, but. When the Yankees were winning World Series in the in the nineties, I think it was the nineties, early two thousands, they had a pitcher. His name was El. Well, they called him El Duque. His name was uh, Orlando Hernandez, I think. But they told he back then they talked about how he came across in the boat and you know risked everything and but he got right in like no questions asked, no nothing. He's probably- he was pitching like the next day. They had him like. He just went right from the boat right to the the, the New York Yankees facility, you know. <laughs> and, and, and probably got you know they probably painted him a hero. Yeah, you know, they're oh, like, yeah. oh, he's gone through such perilous times, and he's, yeah, he had to make it across and all this stuff. And it's like, well, as the only reason you're saying that about him is because he's talent, like he's yeah. talented in a way that entertains you. Yeah, you know that's, I mean, what. But if if all the rest of the you know the illegal immigrants had talents that you thought were worth your entertainment, would you feel differently about them? It's 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 just a really strange situation. I think the weirdest part to me about the whole situation is like here we are in the United States. People are you know you know are upset about immigration. Uh, or illegal immigration that that is you, you're mad about illegal immigration and this whole thing started off of an illegal immigration of people to a continent where through other illegal activities all of this sprang up so it's kind of like it, it, it's it's ironic that here we are all these years later having problems with illegal immigration when I'm sure the native people who were here were <laughs> having similar conversations yeah. back in the day, like, man, we gotta figure out how to keep these people out of here. Yeah. They just keep coming and they just they, they take over that right down there, you know, they I, and and those people they like all right, the the illegal immigrants who come now, they're coming to uphold, you know, they're coming to do the jobs and stuff people don't even want and stuff. Right, right. These people came here to eradicate people. Like, the enemy, like, they came, they came there and was like, look, this isn't really, like, we're not trying to live live side by side with these savages. We're trying to, they weren't trying to uplift anything. They weren't trying to, to live side by side, you know. It's like kind of funny. It's kind of the same scenario, different century, right? We go into the Middle East. We're trying to accumulate commodities and stuff. And reality was when we came here, we were, I think we were more coming for the commodities. And it was just different commodities. It was gold. It was precious metals. 
that kind of stuff, yeah. right? You know, and that's why we showed up here. So really go forward how many year, hundreds of years and we're still doing the same freaking thing and we have you know we we haven't learned somehow that or i guess we just don't you know in some facil some facets we just don't want to progress no i don't think that i think the american identity won't really let that happen yeah. because the american identity says somehow you know it, the, well actually it's not even somehow nationalism puts that into people mm-hmm. like it, it, it say all right i'm from the united states so that puts me in a superior place well right. as soon as you do that you're trying to say that people who come from other places are inferior to you yeah so anybody who comes around whether they go through the right channels or whether or not they're trying to get in here illegally in the minds of most people they're not they're inferior people. You know yeah. I mean? They're already. So it's like, as long as you have that, you know, it's like we were talking about last week with, you know, division. You know, that division of you're from somewhere else, so we can't live together and build together. Yeah. You know, that's that's a recurring theme in, in throughout humanity. Um, it, it may not be... A, um, an imaginary line uh, for a country, but it could be, you know, the imaginary difference in, uh, you know, species or something like, you know, when people, you know, look at people's uh, racial types and things. And, you know, it, 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 there is this imaginary line that continuously gets put up between people. And with immigration, I think it's it's very it's it's very evident because it's like people are only coming here to better their lives, and in the minds of a lot of people, that in itself is you're taking from me. Yeah, you know, you're you're trying to come here to take from me and take try to take food out of my kid's mouth or something. And I don't think you know that's just a misguided. I think you're right. It's 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 your taking. So you go to your paycheck and you think somebody that's against immigration will go to their paycheck and say this person cost me X amount of dollars on my paycheck. So you're taking from me because there's taxes. That's what they believe, right? Yeah. But yet a company like Amazon that pays last year in 2017 paid no taxes. Somehow we don't ever talk about that and we don't care and we'll keep buying from Amazon. Mm-hmm. How do you have You can't have it both ways. You can't. I mean, I think we sometimes live in such a, a state of hypocrisy and it's it's a state of of not even wanting to whatever just is easier. You know, whatever's just helps their version of of the truth is what they want to live by and what they want to complain about. You know, mm-hmm. somebody wants to complain about. And I just uh, like, you know, it's like the demonizing of social welfare as opposed to corporate welfare that is so much, so out of control. It's it's unbelievable. Just do some research into co- corporate welfare. You think social welfare is bad? Do some, do some research into that and you'll throw up how bad it is. Because all these companies that you, you're going and buying products from are getting money out of your paycheck. So you're paying twice. Amazon getting corporate welfare. You're paying, so you think you're getting it cheap, but you're really not getting it that cheap because it's coming out of your tax money. So I just, it's just uh, the idea of that we get misplaced 
anger, I guess, or misplaced whatever you want to call that. That's the reality. The 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 illegal immigrant is really some sort of a red herring for for people who are angry at the way that the world, or maybe not even the world, but the way that the country seems to be going. Yeah. And then they say, "Well, let's put it on these people. Let's put it on it's them coming across illegally that is making things worse." When in reality, that that could never be. You know, not in this situation. In this situation, the person who's responsible for people's suffering. If you think about it, it's a ridiculous thought to even think that some illegal immigrant is the reason for people's suffering. We got to look at the, you know, much more influential people than a guy who came across some on a raft somewhere. Like, he's the dude. Like It's his fault. Yeah, it's like... You know, it's like even like a, like in a comic book, like if like you know if they said that the the arch villain was some like baby, you know, in like you know in a stroller somewhere, like he's not the villain. There's there's a villain some there's the really the real one somewhere, and that person just deflects it to blame on the other things. You know, it's it's really sick. It's sick to see that. Something as simple as this person was born a couple of miles south of you. That somehow this person means, or that they they want to they they mean less. And like when people are talking about that, they're all rapists and stuff. Oh like, yeah. The fact that you could even start saying something like that about somebody just because they came from somewhere else is ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't even make any kind of sense. Well, I mean, you you watch a news, news is 24-7, and, and all they're saying is is these kind of talking points. So that's in, that's what's in your head, you yeah. know? And if you listen to that, that's that, that's what you're hearing. So I think when it comes to, like, the thing with, with Amazon not paying taxes, and, and you don't hear about that for obvious reasons because they want to continue not paying taxes. Yeah. And they control, they're part of the people that control the media. And that's what we don't realize. I mean, there's only six corporations in the whole world that control all media, all radio stations, all TV stations, all everything. There's six of them. So there's a very small funnel that everything funnels through. Yeah. You know, and and we're, you know, I I say that the they, whoever the they is, I believe that the they use the media as their hand on a chessboard moving us around with you know on the chessboard and we're just kind of the pawns and playing in their game and we're just kind of being shown things to react to yes so that the way i've always looked at it is like you know it's it's the same thing as when you put the kid on the tablet and put him on and put him in the in the on the couch you know you know in order for grown or and you know enlighten people to to even do what they need to do you know they have to keep the masses as you know as children you have to put them and you have to give them something to chew on give them something to be entertained by and if i mean i don't know about you but this definitely this has been the most entertaining presidency that's ever yeah. i don't probably maybe ever happened i mean I don't know what it was like for a lot of guys in the past, 
And of course, they there was a lot of crazy stuff that probably went on with some of them. But there's never been this spectacle. This is a this is a spectacle. This is this is <clears throat> this was rare. There was no thing like this before. I mean, in my, my conspiracy mind perspective kind of, it kind of scares me actually because it, it is it, kind of yeah. it kind of makes me feel like what are they they need this big of a distraction for what from what what is going on that they need this where their people just all they talk about 24 7 is what tweet came out today yeah and so like that kind of scares me in a way what kind of stuff are you really doing while the children play yeah. what are you doing are you I mean, it, like you said, it's, it's when that conspiracy mind, when my conspiracy uh, sense, my, like my spidey sense starts yeah. tingling, and it's like, oh, that doesn't sound like, that. There's a, a part of me is just like, that doesn't sound good at all. That no. sounds like the pretext to like some sort of like ridiculous uh, uh, martial law type situation, yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's where my conspiracy mind goes, but I don't know. I got to balance my conspiracy mind because my conspiracy mind has been wrong sometimes. Oh, no. Mine's been wrong a lot. <laughs> it still runs rampant because I always have, I have two ways of looking at everything and it's the cons- from the conspiracy side and then just kind of from like the whatever other side there is, it's the normal everyday life side and sometimes the conspiracy side takes over a little too much and I have to, you know, fend it off, but... I find it right pretty often, though. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, uh, no, it's yeah, it's definitely very right. Maybe a little too often. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, you know they, you know they can they find conspiracy, they prove conspiracies to be correct more every day. You know, it's like, uh, did you ever hear the one about Hitler? Hitler's ended up he didn't die in in Germany, and he ended up being in. Uh, he went to like South America. Yeah, South America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in those papers that they, uh, the the JFK papers, they actually can prove that he did actually he actually made it to South America and died in South America. That's what that was something in there. Yeah, had something in there about that. Oh no. And there's did you ever see that watching? I don't know if it's called watching Hitler or hunting Hitler. Or I forget what it's called. Something on history. Somebody, Channel. yeah, somebody was trying to find the, yeah. like the evidence of that. They and were they trying found to find like them. a whole. They found villages where, at some point, you know, when all that happened, there was German soldiers, Nazi soldiers, that were living in these villages, and they found like uh, old buildings that are now run down out in the middle of the jungle with like uh, German um, like utensils and like pottery and stuff in them, and like german bathtub like these elegant bathtubs that have survived over the years like all kinds of stuff and it's pretty crazy i mean it's pretty interesting i if you thought about hitler do you really think he he's like a type of guy that would kill himself i've never thought that that made much sense to me it didn't make much sense to me i was like well i would think he would try to make a way out of that and realistically i mean the fact an immigrant the fact that yeah, that's the that's what I was just thinking. I was like, these German people just became immigrants. They went to like South America. They immigrated yeah. there. I'm sure that they, so maybe like they were mad at them. They were like these illegal German yeah. immigrants. That's probably they not the kind of coming. immigrants you want. <laughs> they keep coming. We need to build a wall. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, somebody like Hitler, you know, that's. 
I, I've never seen where that made much sense that he just no. killed himself. And definitely seeing when his, like, lieutenants and people yeah. beneath him made deals to, yeah. to, 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 to get out of it. Yeah, they came over here. You know, it's like, all right, well, if they could figure that out, why yeah. wouldn't he figure that right, out? Right, exactly. I mean, like, uh, that, that didn't, that never made sense. What, what was that, Operation? I don't know if it was That Operation. was Paperclip, yeah. Yeah, Paperclip, right? They took the scientists, right? They took scientists yeah. and, and intelligence people. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people think that that's where, like, the beginnings of, like, the CIA, yeah. like, started. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man, I... I off of the, just off of that little branch, I've seen so many conspiracy theories oh. about like I remember there was one they were like saying that like that George Bush Senior was Yeah, Prescott Bush. Yeah. It, well not even not even Prescott Pres- Bush, but we're talking with the I mean, seeing that he was a person, yeah, who laundered money like for the Nazis yeah. and stuff. But they were saying that there was a deeper connection. They were saying that like George Bush was actually like they I think they said his name was George Sheriff or something, and that he was like actually well not even him, but his they were saying his dad uh-huh. was part of like the Nazis and that huh. he brought him over to like I don't know, it was a really weird Ultimately, what it was trying to say was that George Bush Sr. was like the son of a Nazi who uh, came across power because he was uh, he was from a powerful line of people already and that his name wasn't really what it was and all this stuff. And that's, you know, but that's that's conspiracy stuff It's like, I don't know if that's real. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's I don't know if there's any ounce of truth to that, but it makes you question the idea of how much truth is there in anything. Absolutely, you know, it's I, easy to call a conspiracy crazy because it's usually very outlandish, yeah. and it's not hard to convince people that it's it's the, there's no way that happened because it's it's so usually it's it's very different to what we think what we were always taught that happened right yeah you know like prescott bush i think he was like a main contributor to that whole that whole thing like that's like he was funded that war and stuff like that yeah that's you know i heard like all kinds of stuff you ever hear the one where um that osama bin laden's family was very good friends with the bushes yeah yeah like that one i mean who knows though i mean uh that was that was, uh, I think, a lot of that came off of somebody's memoir, and they were talking yeah. about going on vacation with the Bin Ladens. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's like, how do you even know? How do you know that all of this stuff just isn't some sort of like just game to watch? That's, I think that that's really what's at the core of the conspiracy theorist's mind. He kind of thinks that his the entire like situation, the entire reality is just like just some sort of scripted show f- for oh, people, yeah. and, and that's it's like that sh- movie, that movie, The Truman Show. Yes, you know? yes, it's, that's how it seems. It seems like oh, this is just a show somewhere. This is somebody's entertainment, and uh, yeah, I think it, it. I don't know what to think of the world. Uh, just some days. You know, some days you can look at the world one way, and the next day, 
something can happen and make you think completely differently about how the world is. And, I, and that goes back to a lot of times when we talk about we need to worry about what we can control. Yeah, you right. You know, and looking to the 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 leader of the of the country as a messiah of some sort is just a a, a recipe for disaster. Definitely, when this man, you know, this man who has all kinds of like, not to say that there are any perfect men. No, not saying that at all. But I'm saying that you have a man who numerously flawed. Like he just has so many flaws that are so evident that. It's just like to make him your messiah. Yeah. It's just like you may you may you may have put your hope behind anyone. Yeah. And probably have your entire life. Like you've always probably seen this person and said, "Oh, this is going to be the one. He's going to bring whatever about he's going to he, he's the one. He's the one that's going to bring the uh who's going to rectify everything and make a better future." And uh, I, you know, I've never seen a president who's made me think that. No, I think he just gets small victories, or what we we perce- what I perceive as small victories, to kind of like pacify the people that believe in him. And in the background, in reality, he just does the same thing every other president's done, or whoever's controlling the president's done, whatever they want, you know, whatever controls us. I mean, people don't realize that. He's literally given the keys. The the banks had the keys to the kingdom, but whatever's above the kingdom, he's now given the keys to them because he's pretty much, you know, in 2008, when all that stuff happened with the banking system and and all the mortgages and stuff, you could go and sue. I mean, people have sued the banks and won. Well, he passed a law about six months ago where you can no longer sue the banks and the vote was 50-50. And the deciding vote was Pence. Oh, wow. And Pence was told specifically by Trump. Well, this is what they said. This is the, yeah. Yeah, by Trump to, to vote in favor of the banks. So you no longer, there's another financial, you know, Armageddon, which, you know, mathematically it's going to happen at some point. We can't continue in the cycle we're in, but at some point it's going to happen. You can no longer hold the, kinks, the banks accountable. They literally can just do whatever they want. So I mean he's done that. He the Deutsche Bank uh is one of the big banks in Europe and they're just I mean they're a disaster and they just do whatever they want. They're part of the ones that manipulate the silver. And uh he you know they just do what they want and then they, instead of like what we talked about before they just pay a fine, right? Cuz they did, did something. And he t- wiped away a bunch of fines that they were supposed to pay and just let them go. And part, you know, also people don't talk about is he owes them money. Hmm. Deutsche Bank. Wow. His family does. Uh, that's a <laughs> so, big thing. So, I mean, come on. Like, you know, I mean, this is just simple stuff that, like, we got to pay attention to. And you, once you start paying attention to that stuff, you kind of come to the realization that do any of them really care about what goes on? Or are they just worried about what's in their pocket? I, I, I think that my deep, the deep conspiracy theorists just thinks these people are just playing numerous roles and they've been tasked with upholding a way of life yeah and making sure that it continues and you know because it does seem you know there's 
politics has a very cookie cutter type of feel to it, you know. And I, I think that's why people were so excited about Trump because yeah. it, it seemed like you know he he broke the mold. And but at the end of the day, just because just because he wasn't trying to get voted in the different offices and things that that doesn't mean he wasn't a politician, right? You know, you can politic about a lot of things, and he's often politicked about his, you know, financial gain and things like that. You know, a businessman is is a form of a politician. A just preacher, a preacher form. is a politician. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're just because you know you didn't see him actively trying to get off of somewhere doesn't that doesn't really mean anything at all. That just right. means that. You know, he he probably always knew. You know, I remember seeing the one clip, you know, and they asked him, you know, if they asked him like back in the 80s, like if he. Yeah. You remember he yeah. said, if you if you ever lost all your money, like what would you do? He said, I probably may I run for president. You know, that's he probably he, that, that means back then he knew he had the ability to do it oh. to, or at least not even not, he, maybe he didn't know that he could be the president. But he knew that he could make a run at it. Yeah, absolutely. Did you ever see that Simpson, the the Simpsons, where they predicted he would beat Hillary Clinton? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, like that's like that's kind of stuff happened. Like that's kind of crazy. And then the other one They've was been good. They've been good at finding predict. They predict a lot of stuff. Yeah, and the, and the other one was uh, Kurt Cobain. Like predicted in like the early. Obviously, he's dead. He died in the early nineties. Well, you know who he is? He's a guy yeah. from Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pre- he predicted that, like, somebody, he said eventually some everybody will be so disoriented with how things are or upset about how things are that they'll, they'll vote in somebody that's so far out of the box, somebody like Donald Trump. And that was kind of like the basically what he said. Hmm. So that was that's kind of crazy, you know, like that kind of stuff happens. It's kind of crazy. You yeah, know? yeah, I mean, I think that kind of stuff happens in the world. Way more than people like to think. Yeah. People seem to be tapped in. in, in, All you have to do is really be paying attention. And, you know, you can kind of see things develop. You know, it's... When you look back on Donald Trump's life, you really... You know, when you think about it objectively, you really can't be that surprised that he, like, became the president. Because it's always been somewhat of a popularity contest. Yeah. And he's branded himself maybe better than any anybody. He's, yeah. you know, he just put his name on all kinds of stuff. He was he remained visible. He was in the public eye. He got people to believe that he was a financially successful person. You know, well, he probably has a good understanding of people. Oh yeah, know? and 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 the fact that and he's he's intel he's an intelligent guy, but you know, it still doesn't. Just because you understand people and, and your intelligent guy doesn't excuse you for all the bad things you do, you know, <laughs> and all the the nonsense. And I really said that he could pardon himself the yeah. other day. It's like, oh, and the one where he's like, Puerto, what do you say about Puerto Rico? It's not, it's not part of America or whatever he said. He said know? that. Yeah, he said it's not part of America. That's, uh, he, said, he didn't say those exact words, but that's what basically he said. Like he didn't realize it was a territory of America. And the one like oh, he said that we should, we should, the one that really got kind of got me fired up was he we should uh, start giving people uh, drug dealers the death penalty. 
Uh, yeah, I remember seeing something like that. And like the fact that I was just like, what? I was like, dude, you gonna start like you gonna start at the like the top where the how many of these corporations are sending out? You how many people are dying from that? You gonna start killing the the executives of corporations? You gonna kill the cigarette people? Yeah, you how many people the, they killed? You gonna kill the and plus any anybody who sells anything that can change a person's chemistry is a drug dealer. Yeah, they. You know, like, drugs are such a misunderstood part of our lives. Like, there's so many. We we function on all kinds of drugs. And for him to even say that, like, that means you want to take out a particular type of person. Yeah. You, you, you want to the drug dealer, whatever is in the people's minds of that. You know, some black dude selling crack somewhere or something. Like, you want that dude to die. Yeah, you don't want to see the dude that the head dude at Pfizer. You don't want right, him to right. die. The, the he says things that are very like like things like that, where he's not blatantly coming out and saying it, but he he makes it he says it so it's easy easily for people to get in arguments about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody that's that's a very easy statement for somebody to, to that will take that in and somebody that hates drug dealers are going is going to argue like and is a trump supporter is going to be like that's a great idea we should do that yeah. you know and then it's a, there's an obvious opposite argument to that that is just ridiculous yeah, it's, <laughs> it's sad that a person could even say that about a person like but i mean they a drug dealer you know they only do that because <laughs> If they don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. You yeah. know, it's a, it's, this is a, this country is about supply and demand. Absolutely. It's about, if you want it, you, you can find someone to get it, whatever it is for you. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely, that's one of those things I think that is, that taught, that really makes people want to, come here yeah like i think that that's why you know with the people who want to come like sometimes like i want to like are you sure like you want to even come in here like this is wild stuff going on but that's me being kind of culturally ignorant to their situation and what they come from they come from something like like we got to deal with cartels and people like i I always thought too about the cartels like we literally don't have we don't have like a hundred Navy SEALs that just literally just go in and take if we wanted to and we wanted to improve that situation, we just don't go in and take out the cartels. Come on now. Uh, I think you know, like you know, if we wanted to we could. If, yeah, if they if they wanted to, but I mean I think that that's what we found out, I think, in the time of technology is that the 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 world of government and the world of like back alley criminality, like they're far closer than what than was once thought of. Like people used to think, Hey, well that the government's the good guys and they're going after the bad yeah. guys and stuff. And you don't really understand that they, they, they both kind of need each other. There's a line that's the line is far is far blurrier than we realize, 
way better. And like, I know a lot of, I listen to a lot of guys, not a lot, but there's a couple I listen to that in the past that like call the uh, CIA, the cocaine importing <laughs> agency, you know? So like, you gotta start, you gotta start taking people out. I guess you gotta start there because there's been a lot of, and not only that, banks have been, banks have been uh, fined because they don't get arrested for uh, laundering money for the drug cartels. So I guess you got to start there, too. You better start imprisoning those because they're part of, you know, or putting them on death row because they're part of the problem, too. Is that, yeah, as long as, <laughs> as, long as you're going to just, like, as long as you're going to find those people or yeah. not even, you're not even finding the people. Well, no. You're finding the, you're finding the company. You yeah. Know? You're not even putting nobody in jail when, in reality, those are probably some of the most, like, qualified people for jail. Yeah. As opposed to people, who, you know, what really does it, you know, if some guy had some coke he was going to sell on him, how is that really more substantial than somebody who is running like white collar, large scale criminality dealing with huge sums of money? Yeah. How is that even. How how do you how is that even comparable? It's not. It's not, and that's and and the fact that those are the people who aren't in the prison, and that the people who are in the prison seem to just be these people who have just been caught up in this bad situation. You know, that's 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 a wild situation. The amount of corruption that goes on at the top that is unmitigated that that we just don't pay attention to is, is just like, I see it a lot, but I pay more attention to that. Cause it just, it, it, it angers me or annoys me. And the effect it has as it trickles down just creates more di- division, you know? And I, I harp on the corporate welfare a lot, but we just don't realize how much, how much, I mean, like those banks, right. That paid those fines. Well, guess what? Some of those banks are getting corporate welfare. So in reality, they're not even paying the fines. We're paying the fines out of our tax money. You know what I mean? Like, so we're not, so they're not even, they're getting the fine for doing illegal things. And then they keep, not only do they get the fine for what they did, but they keep to get to keep the uh, proceeds. So they're Mm. not even, they're not even seizing the proceeds. A lot of times they get to keep the proceeds, then they get fined and then they collect the corporate welfare, which in turn pays the, the fine. I mean, like, this is just, I don't. It's a, it's it's one of the most blatant just it's one of the most blatant examples I think in the world in world history of like a corporatocracy like yeah. these people the you know it's like uh, it's like I think it was one of the one Rothschild said you know I don't give me control of the money like I don't care who. Like right. runs the government, right? Like, I don't care. Like I don't care who does that because those people are ultimately going to fall in line because us being corporate are pretty much controlling the money anyway. And I mean, like yeah. we're that in order for you to eat, you have to kind of have some sort of communication with the corporation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. It's it's one of the it's it's one of the weirdest situations I think that the world has probably ever seen, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the world tries to tries to fix this situation. Yeah, 
that's sometimes I think why a lot of the the, the uh, conspiracy people want things to like. Well, the only way to almost fix that is for it to crumble. Yeah. You know, for for it to crumble. But even if it crumbles, who's controlling how it crumbles? Yeah. So you know, even you know, it literally would have it would have to crumble so badly that that you know. It, it would Everyone take would them be, out, yeah. you know. Everybody would be, uh, like, affected by it. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to affect somebody who doesn't even live amongst normal people. Right. You know, who he, he's got to live up on a mountain somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he lives in a gated community. Like Bill Gates, yeah. he lives in the side of a mountain. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, I, he literally yeah, lives just, in the side of a mountain. You go tell him that the world is falling apart. He's yeah. like, "Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I just passed my uh, own. I have my own Starbucks inside my little complex here. It's looking pretty good yeah, for that. Look, he's he'd be good. Yeah, it's interesting times we live in. We're finally getting to. I think we're starting to see the veil of what's going on here. Kind of be you know, it gets lifted you know from time to time. And in this time with a person like, you know, Trump, Trump really, uh, Trump really made a situation where I think people, like, nobody can be looking at this like it's normal. No. Nobody's looking at any of this like it's normal. Even the people who are in support of him are looking at it like, this is weird and crazy. So it'd be nice if, uh, you know, he was, uh, he, he was kind of the one to like bring the bring the the veil crashing down and say, "Look, this is all a game." Well, Mike, had... Mike's Mike thinks he is. Mike's on the board. He thinks he's the one that's going to bring all that to just bring all that to just bring all them to justice and then bring bring it crashing down and start over. And I, I, I we have conversations about this all the time that dude, until I see some some. Don't give me like the low hanging fruit people. I want to see like big names in shackles and orange jumpsuits. Until I see that, nothing. You know, I'm not believing. Not believing anything. And I'm not. I'm not inclined to believe it because I've never. I've. I still haven't seen any evidence of the idea that he. You know, he cares about money. Yeah, I know he cares about money. Everybody knows he cares about money. And the only way that you get more money in this world is if you play nice with them, you know? You can't, you know, he still has to live a life after he's the president. Yeah, the only, most politicians go into office or come out of office much richer than they ever were before office. Yeah. I mean, and that, that mean that tax bill that they sign is very beneficiary to the uh, real estate people. So I wonder who who do I know who do I think about when I think about real estate mogul? I'm pretty sure that's the president right now. So I mean, when he leaves, he's going to be benefit from that a lot, you know. And he put he helped put that. Well, we assume he helped put that in place. Who knows? Yeah. You know. So I mean, how do you get around that? How do you change that? I'm just not quite sure. I mean, you never know. Nine, ten years from now, you might be seeing him on some talk show. Talking like, about how crazy his presidency was. But he'd be like 80, I think he's like 70-something, isn't he? Yeah, he'd have to be like 80-something. He's, he's close to that, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he might not make it like that, but, I mean, in reality, like, there's a lot of, you know, presidents that 
were kicking a lot longer than people thought that they would. Well, George George Bush Seniors. Yeah, you know they he's said hanging, he's on he's, his last leg though. They say he was. They didn't go. Barbara Bush just died though. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't go after him though because they say he was. Yeah. Grabbing everybody's butt. Yeah. Right. What happened they to the didn't Me go Too? After him. Me Too for George Bush. I mean, he's yeah. grabbing people's ass on camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hey, Bill Clinton. I mean, he's the worst of them all that we know of. I mean, there's court cases proving that he's raped people. And we don't even talk about that. Man, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Did you ever hear the Lolita Express? No. Lolita Express, this is conspiracy, of course, you know, is uh, like Jeffrey Epstein is the guy that runs the, owns an island. And he, he supposedly, like, it's one of those islands that, like, you can do whatever you want if Mm -hmm. you have a certain amount of money. And they have, like, uh, you know, airplane logs of who's been on the airplane. They call it the Lolita Express that goes from, you know, wherever you got to, you know, start to the the island. And Bill Clinton's name's all over it, you know. And Mm. supposedly Trump's name's on it, too. So, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton's name's all over it. People of, of power, you know. Yeah. So, you know, and that's one of those places that you can just pretty much, you have enough money. It's like Hostel. You ever see the movie yeah, Hostel? Yeah. It's like that. You know, it's <laughs> one of those places. You have a Hostel situation. Yes, and... it's one of those places that they're just doing things that I don't want to think about and I don't want to know. But, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> I mean, he basically did what he did. He almost got impeached. He did get impeached because what he did to a, a intern in his office, yeah. you know, somebody he held power over and basically took advantage of, you know? Yeah. That's that's disturbing. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, but I think the reality of this, like the American presidency is that it's probably filled with people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's probably filled with people. I mean, because you got to think, like, anytime, I mean, there was, it's losing its prestige now. Right. But there was a time where it was probably, like, at the height of its prestige. Like, it was like, you know, it was probably a bunch of guys who really could hold their power over just about anybody. And get anybody to do whatever. So, I mean, there's, like I said, I've always just been very weary of the entire concept of the American presidency. It's... It's I mean, strange to me. JFK may have been that last guy, and you see what happened to him. Yeah, a lot of people believe that you know he was doing certain things that were going to change the way that you know he was going to bring back the uh, gold back back the dollar with gold again, as yeah. opposed to military might, you know, and they, and they don't want that, you know, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why. From a conspiracy standpoint, a lot of people think that they just they just took him out. Well, yeah, I mean that that speech he gave, I think that was him that gave this the speech, and he was talking about how there was like a pretty much he was alluding to the idea that there was uh, like a secret group of or like yeah. kind of like a shadow government that yeah. there was that there was something else going on here that he didn't have control over, right? You know, he said he starts saying stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, I I can see where you you know you get killed for something like that. <laughs> you can't. I mean, they they are powerful people. Yeah. You know, 
like I, I, I tell I tell Mike sometimes like I'm not going to believe Trump's trying to do that until he's dead, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but that lets you know if like they take him out, that lets you know that he was really he was, trying he to do really something. really trying to do something. Yeah, you know, as long as he's above the ground and like doing what he's doing now, I don't believe you know. Yeah. There's good chance that he's just kind of one another one of the previous ten that do the same thing, you know? Yeah, he, he might be just giving everybody lip service as yeah. it seems, you know? I he, mean, if you think about it, from a standpoint of strategy, uh, from what we know, Bernie Sanders was pretty much told that he wasn't going to, even though he was wanted by the people, supposedly, more than Hillary Clinton, they pretty much told him, I don't think so, sorry, we're going to put Hillary through. Mm-hmm. So... If you think about it, if you if they come to the realization with they just do general polling and they see what's going on in America and they see that everybody's pretty much, I don't know, this is a typically a democratic state. And I drive when I worked at my old job, I drive all around the state. I drive down through Virginia to go to a couple of the auctions, and the only signs I ever saw was Trump signs. Mm-hmm. So just doing a general, you know, tally, I'm going to say that. Most people were a Trump fan, so the fact that how do they 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 take Hillary and put her in? Wouldn't it be easier just to put Trump in, use him as a distraction, and then create all kind of chaos and divide? They could create more divide by putting him in than they could by putting Hillary in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think that's what they came to the, the they came to the realization that that's what they could do. Yeah. Gave him the gave him the votes he needed. Yeah, just uh, I mean, you know, supposedly didn't win the popularity. The, uh, the, the he won the electoral electoral, but didn't win the whatever the other they consider the other part of it that she won. I don't know how that's possible because I don't even see that's the other thing. Electoral college, like yeah, that's that's one of those things that makes you realize that like it seems simple. That you know you, you know a person votes for for somebody, and that that that's what means the most. But then when you start to learn about the electoral college, you're like, well, no, that's not how it is, yeah. really. It's well, not- the electoral college was set up right so like uh, California couldn't. A big state like that, and like they took California and New York and combined all their votes, they would have a significant amount of the votes. Yeah. So in theory, I, I kind of see that, but like to me, it's just like they just say Hillary won the popularity vote. That just creates more divide because now all the people that wanted Hillary can say, "See, we told you. Yeah. We would have won." You know. So it's just like having two systems. It's stupid. It's idiotic. Pick a system. Why would you have two different systems where people can now argue over two different systems? See, but the funny thing is, like, <laughs> your conspiracy mind knows the answer to that. Well, your I know. conspiracy mind is like, oh, they want to divide the people yeah. like that. Like, it, that's just what's going on here. And it's, I don't know, it is weird trying to quiet that thing. You know, well, trying like, to quiet that mind. I often always have two answers to every to every question because I have my conspiracy answer and then I have my other answer. Yeah, that's and a good idea. I have idea, them both though. prepared. I can argue either way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely that's that's a good idea because it's like nobody sees the like the same thing the same way. Yeah. So yeah, I mean nobody sees the same thing. I mean, it's like the uh, when remember then when we had the what was that scare where the mosquitoes were 
the Ebola virus or whatever. Well, there was that. There was West was Nile. The, oh, that was that. the one. The West Nile virus, right? Yeah. And like um, the place I worked at, uh, this plate lady was a huge Hillary fan, and no, no, not every conspiracy was was a person that believed it was a crazy person. So I said, well, you, I can do a simple search and prove that that the Rothschild not the Rothschilds, it's one of the other big families. I can't think what the other one was. The Rockefellers. Yeah. The Rockefellers owned the patent to the West Nile virus. She's like, well, why, well, how is that possible? I was like, well, why would, why, I thought that just was something that just engineered to, conspiracy theory wise, mm-hmm. it's bio, biochemical engineered thing to they, so what they can use whenever they want to. You know, well, that's, they're not doing that. You know, like, I'm like, I'm just saying there's a patent that you can look up and find for something that came in the sixties that they're now, now using on people. It's like, when do, you know, when's the last time you heard somebody get West Nile? Right. And it's not even like, you know, and we, and we said like, I remember, and I, I remember Ebola. When Ebola came out, I was like jobless, and this is kind of like at the beginning of the conspiracy, so it was pretty bad. And like, uh, I remember I was watching, I, I wasn't working, I was watching this one dude on The Blaze. I can't think of what that guy's name is. Uh, shoot, but it doesn't, he was like, where it, it, he had an office and they, they recorded the, the news mm. and he recorded it in Texas. And it, there was like the main, the one, the first person supposedly in America that got Ebola died in like his town that he had mm. his, his, his newscast from. And he was um, saying, Oh, well we're checking everybody that comes in here for Ebola and you can't come in here. If we, you don't have clearance. And like, he was like making it like it was going to be the, the world was going to end because of Ebola, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like literally two people have it. And one person ended up, dying that got it i think they died from something else they didn't abide from the ebola and then the other person recovered you know and we're like good yeah you know like the world's gonna the sun rose tomorrow we're good that's all that matters at the end of the day (laughs) you know the sun comes up things are right (laughs) i mean and but that's the problem with conspiracy like we give it that bad we got guys like that that like run with it and just you know, like the ones that are true get discredited because of that. Yeah, you know? definitely. And that's what I say to Mike a lot. I was like, Mike, you realize like if you're going to put something out there, you got to have it researched back, forward, and you got to be able to have a good uh, – your argument has to be ironclad because you're going to have people that are just going to say you're crazy. And that's good enough for most people. That is, definitely. It's, it's really easy to just dismiss a person and not have to consider what they just said. Yeah. You know, it's definitely in a world that doesn't even promote that. Like, it's not even promoting you to listen carefully to people. It's just promoting you to just get through their information as quick as possible and and move on to the next thing. Discredit it and act like you don't have an argument. And it's kind of like... I I got over it cause at some point because you you come to the realization is people just want to want to want to believe in what they want to believe in. Yeah. So like I can I could come out I could put it in their face I could we could have go and there and have a fact that's a hundred percent no you diminish it or anything and they still just won't believe you. No, I mean 
and people, you know, be- that belief is interesting like that because a, a belief will make you believe. Like you can find a belief in something that your rational mind won't even let you believe. Yeah, you know, you'll just be like, oh, "Man, I think." What's one of the craziest things? Even simple things like I think a snake talks. No person in your rational mind right. would ever say anything like that, but. When you have your faith mind, you you can definitely say stuff like that, and you can just you can just say I have faith. You don't have to really explain it after Isn't that. Isn't it kind of crazy? Like uh, people that come from church and believe in the Bible, that believe in these things on faith, are probably most people would think those those people think conspiracy people are crazier than they are. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You know, isn't that like a crazy kind of yeah. thought? They believe in this stories that they're told in, in a book that they don't know who really wrote those stories. And they're just these outlandish things in parts of the book. But yet somebody that has an alternative theory to whatever reality you believe in and they have some facts to back it up. You think they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think that they're crazy. Not the fact that somebody's thinking that all the people in the world got came from eight people on the boat. Yeah. Like that's and then it's they'll get you they'll 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 say it. It's more socially acceptable to say that a right. conspiracy theorist is crazy. Yeah. Uh, more so than a person who goes to church and drinks somebody's blood as wine and, and eats a cracker and says it's their body. Like that's not creepy and weird and right. it's like what do you mean? That's that's way weirder than me thinking that maybe people knew more about nine eleven or something. Well, I mean, I think over the years the conspiracy theory person has changed, right? It's become more. I don't want to say mainstream, but like you're like my idea of uh, like when you watch the movies, like the the main the conspiracy guy is like the oddball guy that's like a lot of times have some kind of mental illness or yeah. something, and that's changed over the years where it's not. I mean, to me, it seems like it's changed. Maybe yeah. not. I, don't I think know. it has softened a little bit because people's you know I think documentaries had yeah. a lot to do with conspiracy theorists being able to visualize what it was that they were seeing about certain situations yeah. and i think at some at, at a particular time i think that the world kind of got flooded with those kinds of documentaries that were trying to show a greater truth one that may not be so evident to the everyday guy mm-hmm. you know but uh, yeah, it was definitely yeah. I remember it like definitely like when that I remember that loose change, that was like one of the first nine eleven like uh, documentaries. I didn't see that one. And yeah, loose change was like trying to explain all the different like angles of planes and all kinds of you know just uh just it was just something that was kind of trying to say that it was more like an inside job. Some of us believe that. Uh, yeah. Maybe me. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I, I, I believe it. it. I, I think when it comes to a lot of stuff, you just need to follow the money. Yeah, the money is the most important part of following stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't even know how many people would go to that, consider it that long. 
Uh, I think the when it comes to that particular one, it's a hard one because you would to cons, to to agree with that conspiracy, you would have to admit that you believe your government kills its hmm. its citizens. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah, that, that's a hard one. I think that in itself puts you in being you know when you talk about. Uh, like a a person being like a malcontent, yeah. Like a person who's just like, not who's just who's just not with the program. It's like I no, I I can't I can't be part of the program because I see it. Like I see what it is. I think my life is malcontention. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> I try to explain it to my wife. I was like, you know, some some people are just malcontents. Like it has a lot to do with your perspective of life and your viewing of like what the government is to you and yeah. all that like it makes a big difference you know there's certain people who i i know grow up and don't have any of those kinds of inclinations like they don't you yeah. know they they trust wholeheartedly in the structure of the world around them yeah and they don't they you know they're not going to think about like is it possible that like the people in the government are assassinating people and I mean, creating war everywhere? Has, you know that's gone. I mean, you can't. The history of the world—it's not like it all of a sudden it stopped. You know, you can find it in history books. It's not like it all of a sudden yeah, it stopped no. now. Yeah. Like the the U.S. You know, when they came in and they took over the territory and became immigrants, they just said, "You know what? We're not going to do. We're not going to assassinate anybody. We're just going to, you know, do it by the book." Yeah. And you know, rule a country that already has inhabitants, you know, by yeah. by the book. They didn't want to do the paperwork. No, so. yeah, it's too much paperwork. Yeah, so they were just like, eh, well, you know. <laughs> what are they going to do anyway? What are they really going to do? We're yeah. going to come in there, we have a, a army or something behind us. They're going to listen. Yeah, that's the reality of the world, though. Yeah, uh, I think about uh, like the idea that we are all immigrants, unless of course you're 100 percent Native American, which is very few yeah, and far between. They, you know, even they came from somewhere, right? You know, I mean, we're all immigrants in our own way, and we just have to be, I guess, a little more con- uh, a little more understanding of the situation. There's probably some small truths and a little bit of each side. There is. You know, there's definitely, I'm not saying, I've never, uh, like, I, it's funny, because, like, the way that I have to approach it is, like, on one end, I'm like, everybody here is an immigrant. On the other end, I have to, like, come down to what a lot of people who kind of are blinded to that idea, you know, those people are saying, oh, well, this is our land, and... As if you can own the land or something. Yeah, I was the the thing I was watching. Uh, I was watching the docu series on Netflix about uh, the dude Joseph Campbell, and uh, he was talking about. Well, he was like reciting like this speech that this chief had given to like these people who were in the beginnings of the government, like when these people were making their deals of mm-hmm. of you know who owns what and stuff like that and he was and, and the chief was telling telling the people he's like this idea of ownership and stuff how do you own the land like that's a foreign thing to, to to us like we don't understand what that means he was like 
if we sell this land to you, you have to understand that all of this stuff here is sacred to us. Like, this is the land, like, the, you know, our, our forefathers took their first and last breaths in this air. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, they said that they felt like they heard them in the water and stuff like that. And um, from that standpoint, it's like they there could have just been all out bloodshed. But there seemed to be an attempt, maybe to their detriment, for the native people to coexist with the people. Because mm-hmm. realistically, I mean... If they if they would have just killed the first boatload of them, right, right, <laughs> and like, yeah, it would have made things completely different, you know. And that's uh, that's 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 really what I want people to to to, to focus thought. on. Yeah, crazy thought. You know, focus on the fact that you think they thought that. You think they thought like you know maybe that's what we should have done. <laughs> I'm sure like later. I'm sure later when they was you know. Your generations later, and they're sitting on a reservation somewhere, and they're like, "Man, we just we just let them in. We just like we just should have just just killed them or something." Yeah, and maybe subconsciously, that's what's in the back of a lot of people's minds who aren't for immigration because they don't want to be displaced. They don't want to be <clears throat> put in a situation where they've been uh kind of exiled in their, in what they believe to be their own lands. Well, they have a fear of of becoming the minority. Well, yeah, they have that, fear. you know. But you may not even have to worry about that cuz like realistically if one of these like if the China becomes a superpower and well yeah. China is China, China is a superpower. Yeah. But if China becomes the type of superpower, it's just like you know what we're gonna we I think we're gonna take this over. <laughs> I heard uh, there was a uh, I think it was a rapper named uh, I think it was a Mortal Technique, and he was saying how during during one of his uh, albums, and he had this like speech, and he was saying like don't like what we've set up is a situation where one day somebody is going to come here, they're going to tell us that we're not the actual real American. And that then they will displace us because just in the same way that the people who, you know, were here before, how people, you know, there's got to be all kinds of attachments to their name. You got to call them Native Americans. It's like, no, those, if if this is America, if you're going to try to say this is America, those are the Americans. Mm -hmm. The other people are just the immigrants. Mm -hmm. You know, then, I mean, I... I mean, I understand that, like, I understand that when people come together in a nation and become, like, kind of, I guess, naturalized or whatever, that, like, I get that that makes a nation. But at the same time, truth of the reality can't be lost. Like, it can't be lost that there's people today who are mad about immigration who think nothing about the fact that this is this this entire thing is founded on immigration. Yeah. That that like from a European perspective, like the whole thing is about people coming from different places trying to find a better life. I think it would do a person well to be able to see the humanity in a person before you see them as just 
um, some criminal who's just coming across the border to take your job. And not only that, that we're creating some situations where where we're the reason why they're immigrating to here. Yeah. Because we're creating situations in their countries that out of control. And, you know, the fact that the amount of sacrifice they make just to come here is just extraordinary. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely extraordinary. All right. I think we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Thanks for checking us out once again. We'll be back next week, most likely with a guest. We got some. We got some people lined up. We just got to get a uh, get on the right page with uh, with all parties concerned. It's hard to get every three guys together. Yeah, it's hard to do that, you know. But uh, yeah, definitely look forward to that. And uh, yeah, like we said, keep the humanity. Keep the humanity. See these people as as what they actually are and that's actually your extended family so uh yeah have a good week and uh we'll see you next week all right later